from the city to assist Pass me up, I'll never miss at all As long as I can rap tomorrow Saving up half a ball, give it to a noble cause Where you get your swag, cause Virgil called How you get so cold, you ain't got a Seeing how they could do just off the cuff. Like, I would just mm. give them a, a topic and I would just see, like, how they could talk, mm. how they could carry a conversation, you know? I'm guessing this was a series of friends, like... Yeah, yeah, that, like, people okay. I knew, you mm. know, but... Did you tell them what you were doing, like, scouting? Yeah, yeah. And they were down for it? Like, just yeah. scouting different... Oh, wow. Yeah. That's nice. Know? And, like, the ones that didn't make it, you know, I was just, like, appreciate it. You can still come, <laughs> you can still come through. We can still make some, some fine saying, content. like, because then... And let's say they're really excited and they're like, ooh, like, because they're thinking, oh, that's my friend. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, oh, okay, he's probably going to choose me. And then they don't get chose. I'm like, hey. that, I don't know. I'm tough, yo. I'm a, I'm a tough, tough critic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so they understand. They're like, all right, it's Jordan. So, like, you know, it's not, it's not 100%. You know? I think that's the plus and the minus about me is that I'm very sensitive about how other people feel around me mm-hmm. and I want people to feel valued around me but sometimes it plays to my detriment because some people just be wasting your time and it's like how do I transition how do I politely say like you're wasting my time like I can't <laughs> like next let's let's go to the next person like mm-hmm. so that's what I'm learning especially in the music industry right because kind of have to be it's a lot of people assertive but at the same time, Maybe I shouldn't say too much because this probably will be good for the interview. But I want to change that narrative. Like, I want a platform that's, like, positive for the most part. We can still critique and stuff, but it's, po- like, say it's positive. There's so many. I know toxic is used a lot, but there's so many toxic music platforms, like. Like what? Like, they just. Okay, for example. And a lot of them I hate and love. Like, for example, like the Joe Biden Budden podcast. Some great episodes on there. Some horrible episodes on there. Mad ignorant episodes. <laughs> DJ Academics, his music page, like some of the stuff he be posting. Off the record. Yeah, like just uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely off the record because you know I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what will happen in the future. Then I mean, he's like, yeah, I saw this old tape back twenty twenty two. Are you were talking about how I'm trash or yeah, whatever? Yeah, they'll pull that shit up too. You know. Yeah. I probably said some crazy stuff. I'm sure it'll come back and, and bite me. Well, no, I don't think re- rec- recording wise though. There's not a lot of crazy stuff recorded, but I'm sure someone will probably out me. Mm. <laughs> we all got those people. Though. That's funny. Well, let me introduce this real quick. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Ain't Trying to Hear That with Jordan Alexander. And I have a very special guest in the building. What's Chandra. up, y'all? What's up? Hey. Chandra, I appreciate <laughs> you coming through on the show. Of course. I feel honored. I'm like, yo, this is a vibe. You know when you made it here like you're doing something? Because I feel like the people that you have on are like relevant people. Wow, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, I try to, I try to, how I get my guests is like I try to interview people that haven't been interviewed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people that, you know, you see them, but you don't really know them. You know what right, I mean? So right. I try to get people that never had a mic in front of them before and just talked. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but you do that a lot though. I do that a lot. But do you get a different vibe at every like every podcast I've done? I've gotten a different vibe. So, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm really excited about this one. Thank you, thank you. I yeah. Appreciate you. Um, so let's start from the beginning. Okay. All right. What what year <laughs> you were born in? <laughs> yeah, take a sip. Take a sip. Right. Nineteen ninety four. Ninety four. I have it on my 
on my chain right here. Okay, this is not really a chain. This is from the beauty store. It's not a chain. <laughs> it costs like I think five dollars. Actually, I got a diamond tester right now. Let me see. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. It's not gonna pass. It's not gonna pass. So ninety four. We were saying earlier that you that you were uh, cancer slash Leo. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you know that part of you where you say, you know, you wish you could just tell people. Who, Cut them off without being nice yeah. about it. That's the cancer side of you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a cancer too. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. A little too nice sometimes. You know, okay. I, I haven't met en- enough cancer guys to know, but the cancer guys I do know are pretty. There's something. There's they're a piece of work. <laughs> Yo, why you does everybody say that, yo? Why does everybody say you that? Don't, you don't seem to be that type of person, but I don't know. But I don't know because I feel like cancers are really well at detecting how people feel. And like, it's like with great power comes great responsibility. So you can mm. use that to your advantage and like really manipulate people. Or Not you me. could like, you know, encourage people <laughs> and kind of uplift them. Right. So, like, But the cancer men, I've met a very small group of cancer men they seem to be <sighs> damn i mean this is this is a sentiment <laughs> that i've heard many many times really you know okay you know? i don't feel too bad i yeah. i feel like i had to say that just so you know at least yeah. you understand my perspective no i got you yeah. i got you yeah. it's okay it's okay <laughs> i got to, i got thick skin you know i'll take it i'll cry at night but you know i'll take it right <laughs> oh, so no. uh 94 so how, how many siblings you have 94. I'm the oldest of five, so I come from a big family. You're the oldest. Yeah. My dad is the oldest of seven, mm. so he comes from a big family. Yeah, so being the oldest, like, you kind of like the, the crash dummy, right, for your parents, right? Like, <laughs> like you the one that you the one that has to go through everything first, right? School, right? Like, everything, you know? And then your, your other four siblings is looking at you like, oh, I'm going to do this different. I'm going to do that like the way she did that, right? So mm-hmm. it's a big responsibility being the first. It's a big responsibility. And, like, the crash dummy is, like, the perfect way to put, like, how I feel my experience as the oldest mm-hmm. has been. Um, I've definitely experienced a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I became, like, a a little bit of, like... I don't want to say second mother, but I feel like I definitely was like very at an early age. I was very aware and concerned about the well-being of my siblings, mm. and not because not because we came from like a bad household or nothing like that. Because we we grew up like a church family, mm. really tight knit, um, same mom, same dad, all five of us. Um, great, we had we had pretty good parents, mm-hmm. but I definitely feel like as as I got older, I became cut because I'm a cancer and we're mm. like, so, so a lot of our focus is on how people feel around us. Mm-hmm. I focused a lot on people around me and how they felt and kind of based my well being on how people felt around me. And I feel like that put me in a lot of crazy situation. Was, yeah. Was that, that was detrimental to you at some point though? Yeah, Putting I definitely, um, I definitely have like, some trauma of or PTSD maybe of like just I don't know just uh because I'm also strong minded too. So it's it's mm-hmm. hard because I'm a person that I feel everyone's feeling so I'm sensitive to that. But then I'm also like 
F this, like I'm doing my own. So it's like those uh-huh. two sides, like battling, like you, I said, Leo Cancer things, mm, like that. Fi- that battling fire in that water. Each, yeah. So it's right, like right, right. battling against each other. So like you make me mad enough, I'm I'm gonna act crazy. Mm-hmm. But then on this, it takes me a long time to get there, and I'll be like sensitive to everything going on. And then when you get me there, then it's so I have to find a healthy healthier way to. Um, I don't express. know to just, just to just move and and express, mm-hmm. and I'm slowly learning that. Like I was just telling you, so yeah. so yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I've had a definitely interesting upbringing for yeah. sure. And you brought up a church family. You grew up in the church. Yeah. So my dad was a deacon. My mom was a minister early on. Mm. My parents were my parents were actually really cool. Like looking back at it, I said this on another. Um, I said this on a radio station a while a while ago. Mm-hmm. My parents were kids that grew up like in hip hop in New York. So my mom is from like New Rochelle area. My dad is from like Bronx, Brooklyn area. My dad's from the Bronx too. Really? They okay. probably knew each other. They probably did. <laughs> my dad like my my uncle was telling me a while ago that like one of their flyers of their like parties they used to have in the yard mm-hmm. is like in a book somewhere in a museum. Mm. Like one of their flyers and stuff and I'm just like, man, that's crazy, but um That's dope. Yeah, my dad was a DJ him and his brothers and again he's the oldest of seven and i think he has i think there's five boys two girls pretty sure so he had four other brothers that would help him he was the main one like um scratching djing you know making his own speakers and stuff carrying an equipment Mm. from there to there yeah putting on shows he loved playing music and loved seeing people enjoy the music and i feel like i have that same thing like i love seeing people enjoy music and seeing what how music affects people mm-hmm. like it's almost down to a science i love like watching it and seeing it play out in real time right. but um they were basically and then my mom she grew up with a lot of uh notable figures and hip-hop and and around just that community and um then they both became christians and so when they came so they christians, became christians after they was doing all the hip-hop stuff i was after they was doing all the hip-hop stuff they became christians and they actually met in church they were both young people mm. and um then they got together and then at, shortly after they had me they moved to buffalo just to find a more affordable place to live right, right. and um they started doing like christian hip-hop outreach so my dad got mm. really into christian hip-hop so I grew up listening to Christian hip hop. So I think that's what makes my perspective a little different. Like who? Like like Lecrae? Like Lecrae was the early one. <laughs> Everybody know Lecrae is the OG. Lecrae, Andy Minio, Trip Lee. Low-key kind of side high a little bit too. Like, I mean, side high, he kind of be on that, that like, you know. Because uh, remember he was wearing the past today for a long time. Like, that was part of his aesthetic. But he's not truly into the the Christian. Yeah, part. they they would call it like the one one six movement. It was called for a long time, and I think it's off of a verse um, where it's like saying "I'm not ashamed of the gospel" or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but Lecrae was the early one. Um, there was these guys. Uh, what are they called? Cross movement. If you if you know cross movement, you are OG. Cross movement was like the Christian version. I so I know this sounds crazy of like the Wu Tang. Like they mm. rap crazy, but they were like christian guys but they were like dope they were still street with it so mm-hmm. my dad would play all of that then you got to think about the 2000 like early 2000s you had mary mary kirk franklin that whole like gospel mm-hmm. explosion where like it would kind of lean into like pop hip-hop all of that so i grew up with all of that um but i think that's what makes my perspective really cool because 
the way I look at hip hop music is from more of a positive standpoint anyway. Mm-hmm. I still like the ratchet stuff. I still like the trap stuff. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. But, positive but, messaging but I like the, the balance. You can have a balance right. of it. And I feel like people need to know about it. And that probably comes from listening to a lot of Christian hip hop too. My favorite gospel yeah. song is... Never could have made oh my it. Gosh. Yo, that, that shit is hard, that, that, yo. That is hard. It's hard. <laughs> but this is that. Yeah, I, I see how people connect to it. Also, like, Take Me to the King was a big, like, crossover gospel. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's so many other, like, worship yeah, songs yeah. that, once you get into it, that are, like, I feel like that. Never would have made it. I see how people love that because it's not, it's really a universal message. It's not really even, mm-hmm. like. It's a Christian message, but it's also universal. Just be like, man, I made it this far. Like, that anyone can, like, you know, uh, empathize with that. So, 100%. Because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not into the, I don't, I don't go to church. You know, I believe in God and mm-hmm. everything, but I, I kind of grew up in the church. You know, my mm-hmm. aunt was a pastor, and like my parents would go to church, would mm-hmm. take us to church. But like when we got older, we stopped going, you know, and like, so, but I never really resonated with the church. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'll just sit there and just be like, I remember the first time when I was a kid, I was like, all right, I'm going to sit here and actually pay attention the whole time, right? <laughs> like, I was yeah, like, yeah. and every time I'll be there, I'll just be playing around with my brother mm-hmm. and sister, right? I'm actually going to sit down and listen. And like, mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, these is good messages, but like, I could get these messages from anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't necessarily have to be from the Bible or from the church, you yeah. know? But that's what I look at it. I just look at churches like advice, you know? Yeah. Like advice for life. It's funny because the church has had an interesting effect on me. Because part of me, like, really, if I'm being fully honest, especially, like, there's a certain culture that comes with specifically, like, black churches Mm -hmm. that I never really meshed with well. And because my mother was a pastor, my dad was a deacon, they were involved in church. And then at one point, they had their own church, and my mother became a pastor. And, And that was around the time I became, like, a teenager. So, like, our relationship was always kind of, uh... No, it, w- it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, still working on that. But um, I think that has a lot to do with just, like, our relationship. But also just church in general, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's so many layers. There's a lot of, like, judgment. There's a lot of expectation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this for all churches because there's some great churches out there. Hypocrisy, but, right? Yeah, hypocrisy, you know, like. And it's sad because, like, a lot of the images and situations people see are, like, the negative, mm-hmm. the negative side of church, which definitely exists. And that's why part of me is, like, still kind of trying to figure that out because I do, like, especially growing up in church, there's some things I love about church, but then there's also a lot of things I don't like about church either, mm-hmm. especially the culture of it. Um, so I'm still trying to figure that out because I'm like, I want to go to church, but... Mm-hmm. I want to go to, a, I want to find a church. I have to go through that process of finding a church, and that's, like, it's like taxing finding a barber. on me. It's like finding a yeah. barber. You know what I'm saying? It's Literally, like, oh, and I'm, like, I'm looking for a barber. Literally, I just got <laughs> my Yo, my barber right down the street. Yo, yo, he cool. <laughs> shout out to Cuts, because I think I'm going to check them out. But shout okay. out to them. They just opened. Yeah, I've seen that. Wood Village, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you were a pastor's kid, right? So yeah. to speak, right? Yeah. So, like, were they were they strict with you? Like, how was your upbringing as far as, like, being able to express yourself, being able to do whatever you wanted to do? I feel like, um, I feel like it was kind of strict when we were younger, younger. And then as we got older, especially I feel like after my youngest sister was born, Adaya, I feel like things started to change a little bit. And I felt like the responsibility of being, like, a big sister and there was definitely like this message that was given to me constantly 
by both my parents, but I would say mainly my mother of like, you know, just taking care of my sisters, being protective over my sisters, which I naturally did too, just cause you know, I'm, I, I care about my family and mm-hmm. that's a, you know, that's a big thing with cancers. Like we care about, we it's still, we it's rather fact. die for a family. So, yeah. um, yeah. And then I think as I got older, I think there was a lot of times where I butted, butted heads, especially with my mother, if I'm being fully honest, where we butted heads a lot. And there was some, I, I realized I started to like venture out, get my like own friend group and things like that, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. And there was a change because we went to like private Christian schools, school but then that? in high school, so we, we hopped to a lot of different schools, but we went to like charter schools. Um, we went to like Christian Central Academy for on a couple Main of years. Yeah, on Main Street in Williamsville. I went to Williamsville South, like right down the street. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. 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 yeah so that was an experience. Um. And then also, okay, there's so many layers. I feel like there's so many layers to my life because mm-hmm. it's church, it's being a part of a big family, mm-hmm. and it's also like being black, rec- being black, recognizing like <laughs> yeah. my race and stuff. Like, because I feel like I kind of went through like an identity crisis too for a long time from like middle school to high school, and I feel like I didn't really figure it out until college. Mm. So it was a long like phase of like figuring out who I am, how do I fit. We'll talk more about yeah. that. Like, like what, like, because you know, if you go to school, like I went to school in Williamsville, right? But mm-hmm. like I. We moved out there when I was 12, mm-hmm. right? I grew up on Eggers. Like, by the time I'm 12, like, I kind of already... Kinda know. Right? Yeah. So, like, going out to Williamsville, like, yeah, it was, like, a kind of a culture shock. But mm-hmm. I was also, like, I ain't changing enough for these, for these people. You know, <laughs> I came in with the with the South Pole, you know what I'm saying, with the Air Force Ones, right? Everybody mm-hmm. in, in Hollister, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even dressed like everybody else, but, like... You know, like, I feel like sports was, like, good for me. You know, like, oh, like, yeah. you know, he played football. So, like, you know I feel I mean? like, too, okay, <laughs> maybe I'm going to just drop a bunch of hot takes. Because I feel mm-hmm. like one hot take, too, is that, like, and I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. So, like, correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like black men in general, like, moving. You guys have, your, your set of struggles is different than a black woman's set of struggles. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, those certain social scenes, like, people automatically rock with y'all for the most part. Because it's just like y'all. Most time, most times y'all are athletic. Mm-hmm. Most times, if there's not a lot of you guys and there's a bunch of girls around, they're like, "Oh, oh, it's on," you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Where if you're a black girl, you go, you go to middle school. <laughs> You got braids in your hair. Yeah. You a little thicker than everybody. <laughs> they like it's like Dijonay from Proud Family. That's how they look at you. <laughs> Shout out to Dijonay. I mean, Shout out to DJ. I love her, but we know like she's kind of a stereotype for like for a lot of how people look at us. Mm-hmm. So re- having the awareness that people might look at me that way, and then knowing that like my personality really is not that way, mm-hmm. it was like a struggle. And I think I'm a little hyper aware, and I can be a little uh, like nervous, unnecessarily nervous for no reason. Off. Yeah, 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 a little closed off. So that's yeah. So it was a lot. So it was a I lot. I can understand that because yeah, you know, my sister is younger than me, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I could definitely see her having a. She was having a different time moving out there than I did, or my brother did. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just because once she was a little bit younger, and two, like I feel like she had the pressure to like assimilate, right? Yeah. To like the culture that's out there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But no, you're right. You're right. Like you know, it's, it's different really for men right. and women, especially like black men and black women. Yeah. You know? 
in that setting specifically, but I still understand like you guys have your own struggles when it comes to other settings. Mm-hmm. In that setting, it can be really hard for a young black girl. And I just remember, I always felt like I did not fit in. Mm-hmm. I I never felt like I fit in anywhere, which is crazy to think back now because I'm like, I had three other sisters that were similar to me, but I think being the oldest, being you kind of have oldest, that like right. lone wolf kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to take care of my issues and stuff myself and then, you know, take care, make sure my sisters are good, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then also like just family dynamics. As I got older, I like my, my relationship with my mother wasn't so good. My relationship with my dad was really tight. That's mm-hmm. when I really like started to admire my dad a lot. And I think cause he's like kind of chill and laid back like I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, my mother's very like a very strong minded black woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, That's how my mom is, yeah. Yo. So when she felt a certain way, you mm-hmm. know, she would very, make it very clear. Yep. And I'm strong minded too, but I'm not so quick to like say say how I feel mm-hmm. right at that moment. I'm just kind of gonna kind of feel it out and feel like is this. I know people say safe space a lot, but is this a safe space for me to say? But that's also a cancer thing too, because. Like, like you see how you feel about something, mm-hmm. you hold on to it. Like, I feel like yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah. And like, you know, sometimes that's bad because like it'll like build up, and then like oh all of a sudden gosh. you'll just be like, you know what, yo, that one time and we did that off. shit, right? Like, oh my god. Yeah. So like, I do that a lot though. Like, I'll hold on to some shit for like six <laughs> months. I'll be with somebody for like six months, and I'll be like, yeah, like I haven't fucked with you since you did this. Like, you know, back in. April or whatever, you know. What I'm that's saying? like I think maybe that's our toxic trait, cause like my sister, <laughs> that's a fact. My sisters make fun of me, cause like when I have my blowouts, it's a whole blowout. Like I'm ready to fight somebody, my and friend. so they'll like mimic like one of my blowouts, and I'm like, y'all are. Yo, you know what's crazy? I had a dream <laughs> last night, right? And like we was like, in like almost like a haunted house, mm-hmm. not a haunted house, but just like some house, decrepit mm-hmm. house, right? And like. We was walking through, and, like, I was just, like, real, like, irritated for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of my friends, for one of my friends from high school was in there, right? And he mm-hmm. was, like, he was, like, going around some table. And I was, like, move the fucking table. Why you <laughs> going around the table? Move the table, right? I just started yelling and shit. Yeah. And everybody, like, looked at me and was, like, yo, why are you yelling? And I was, like, yeah, my bad. Yo. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I was yelling, right? But, like, in this dream, right? And yeah. I was like, and I was just like, when I woke up, I was like, yeah, like, that was fucked up. Why did I yell at him like that? Like, for no reason. Like, I just like, maybe blew he was up. trying to tell you something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. But, like, that I, that had me thinking. Because I, I, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I just like, just like yell for no reason. But or, that's like, not good because then you don't allow people. And I think, I think the scary part. I'll say for me, and this could be a cancer thing too, is that like when you tell people how you feel about something, like there's a certain sense of vulnerable vulnerability mm-hmm. that that they now have access towards you. Like you like, um, you know, Kev on stage. Mm-mm. He's like a comedian. He's like online comedian. Like he's like a Christian comedian, but he's really funny. Okay. And he's like, um, it's almost like you're pulling the cage off of your heart, and now people have access to like the tender stuff. Like you mm. don't want people to have access to that because they can they can really hurt you. You know, we 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 mad emotional. Mm-hmm. So like, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just woke up thinking about that that dream, and I was just like, yeah, like. I just have to be more conscious of, like, you know, yeah. just giving yeah. people patience, you know. That's what yeah. I've learned a lot, too, growing up. Like, you can't expect everybody. Yeah, you can't expect everybody to think like you 
or like yeah. move like you, right? Like, yeah. oh, why would why did you do this? Why didn't we do that? Like, everybody don't think like you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I thought that was just funny in the dream. I felt bad, like waking up. I felt mm-hmm. bad about the dream. I'm like, <laughs> damn, yo, like why yell at my man like that, right? <laughs> oh man. But, Dang, in the dream, was it like, well, did he just keep walking around the table like he did it multiple times? Or he just did it once and he just went crazy? Like, yeah, he just did it once and I was just like, I just like, but I was already irritated in the dream, like it felt felt like, you know? So like he crazy. just did that's, one thing that's, and That's I just trying took to tell you something. Yeah, I just took it out on like- Did like, you Google no it or something? No, nah, no, nah, I didn't You probably it. should. Yeah, I should. I've been having some, having some vivid dreams of like, you know, myself, you know? I always have, like, crazy vivid dreams. Sometimes I can remember them, sometimes not, but I can still remember the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. I definitely felt, like, some guilt waking up. Like, <laughs> damn, yo, he ain't deserved that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. All right. But, um, so, you go through high school and everything. So, mm-hmm. what year did you start uh, Sneak Vibin' blog? Okay, so, I started Sneak Vibin' Um, I think it was my first year of college. I think I'm pretty sure twenty either twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen I started sneak vibing. I started sneak vibing. I went to Buff State as a journalism major. Mm-hmm. The first day I made a friend and we became really close friends. Um and she had a WordPress blog that she would write on mm-hmm. and she kinda was like, You should get WordPress. So I got a WordPress blog, I called it Sneak Vibing. And at the time, that's when, like, every rap song, they were talking about sneak dissing. And then vibe became a big word. Mm-hmm. And so I put it together. And I put it together because... I'm a vibe. I'm yeah. A vibe. I'm just yeah. looking for a vibe. Vibe, yo, yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear that. And I thought sneak vibing was cool because, like, one thing I noticed is that I've, oh, I've always loved music, all different type of music. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, sometimes shock people with my music opinions or music perspectives because I feel like they assume oh, this black girl or whatever doesn't know, like, she doesn't know what we're listening to. Any genre. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be um, hip-hop, but any genre, especially in high school. I was listening to whatever they were listening to, so mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of pop music. Yeah. Um, and so Sneak Vibing was, I guess, what I came up with. And at that time, I was just writing, like, my opinions on music in general. Like, I would write about a Nicki Minaj album that came out or, like... Um, I remember Chance the Rapper's brother dropped a single I really like. So I dropped Taylor Bennett, that's his name. Taylor Bennett. Dro- yeah. Had dropped something. So I would just write about that. And that was just kind of me um, just sharing my opinions. Because one, another thing too is I feel like I didn't really see a lot of women that look like me talking about music, but I loved watching like the radio shows, the YouTube videos, Breakfast Club, Big mm-hmm. Boy in the Morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyday struggle when that was on. Everyday struggle and Joe was. Yeah. That was definitely an entertaining show. I can't lie. Even mm-hmm. though they got on my nerves, that was an entertaining show. Well, I used to sure. love when Joe, when Joe would like start yelling and shit. Like I used to love that shit. Like, he is like, <laughs> there's something that I I like it. The same reason I like him is the same reason I don't like him. It's so weird. He is like a very a puzzling figure to me because he you can tell he's so brutally honest with himself and he doesn't hide that. But at the same time. It's almost like he's aware of how manipulative he can be, and he expresses it, and he yeah polarizing and expresses it, mm-hmm. but he still does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but that's what that's what people like, tune in for. That's, yeah, that's what you they know? like. I, I'm starting to realize that too. Like, um, a lot of the people and music that I didn't like before, I realize they're there for a reason. They're there to evoke an emotion out of the artist that 
a re- another person wouldn't mm-hmm. because you need that you still need that entertainment factor so i'm starting to understand because i'm a music nerd so i just want to know like what were you doing in the studio when you were thinking like what do you but then like you know you have that one crazy x factor person that asks crazy questions and it's like why are they there but now i understand in a business you need that entertainment element those are the bits that they put on social media and people are like it becomes a conversation mm-hmm. you know so now I'm starting to understand full circle how content is disseminated and right. things like that. So you went to Buff State as a journalism major. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about your, your time at Buff State. Like, did you how, did you have a good time at Buff State? You know, no. I, I'm actually starting to realize I'm just start like starting to have a good time now. Really, okay. I'm like a. That's another thing. I'm like a late bloomer in everything, in every facet of life. I'm a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I think I still kind of had that certain level of nervousness. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely had a good time in that I had I had a great friend, a great close friend. Um, I was involved in a couple things like that are, were like extended um, programs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I wrote for um, the record newspaper when I was there. Um, I went to like a couple events and things like that. But I was, was still pretty much... No. No? Not not really, not at all. No. You you just wasn't interested. No. It wasn't that I wasn't interested. I think I was just like I was figuring a lot of things out too. My first year of college, um, I moved in with well, I had ended up getting an apartment. My dad got my first apartment, but before that I had moved in with a family friend because there was a lot of family stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I was living with a family friend. I started taking like uh, the bus, like public transport, trying to figure out where I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would go, always go on buses to go the wrong way. Um, <laughs> you stand on the wrong I side was, of the street. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll be so mad. I remember I gave the bus driver ten dollars and he screamed at me, and I'm like, like me in a dream. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was so mad, and I was so embarrassed because he's screaming in front of me with all of these people on the bus and they staring at me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, sorry, sir, I didn't know how much to put in, and it was just like so unnecessary mm-hmm. anyway yeah so i figured out, I, I had to figure out a lot and i was working in depew <laughs> so stupid i don't know why i didn't get a closer job yeah. i was working in depew because my godmother who i was living with lived in depew mm-hmm. but i was going to school in bus state so i'd be at go from depew to bus state all the way to come back up go to work and then go home and she would pick me up mm-hmm. and i'll go home with her so it was a lot. I was like really trying to figure out how to just be an adult. So I had a lot going on. And um, at the time I had my my one ex-best friend. She basically, we just hung out a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I really didn't go to a lot of things. I went to events here and there, um, but I really didn't, I really didn't go to a lot. I was still trying to figure out a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's like the, like actually going to like hip hop shows and stuff like that. That kind of makes up for time of all the, <laughs> parties I missed out in And you popping when you go, when you come to events like everybody knows Chandra you know what I'm saying everybody Which knows so Steve crazy. Vibe like you know what I'm saying like you say like oh you'll be nervous but like you know like not, you be not really here. anymore not really anymore there's still a level of nervousness too because now I'm starting to realize like anytime I go outside people might know who I am mm-hmm. so, so it's like okay you know you have to look you know how you could like bum it and just go outside and go walk to the corner store you can't yeah, I, I feel like i can't do that anymore because as soon as i do that i'm gonna bump into somebody i know and they're gonna be like girl she looking a little mm. right today. 
<laughs> she had sleep in her eye. <laughs> she sneak vibing for real. <laughs> Yo. So, so yeah. So it, it's all it's 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 a learning journey. It's definitely a learning journey. Mm-hmm. But um, I would definitely label myself as an introvert. So it took a lot for me to kind of get out of my shell. Mm-hmm. So that's how when I was looking at my Instagram, I'm like, dang, I could really see the phases of like, I have pictures, I have videos of like. The first, so this is crazy. I have the videos of that of um, the first hip hop event I went to that kind of sparked like um, becoming aware of Buffalo's hip hop scene. Mm. And in that same video <laughs> is the first guy I ever dated, mm. which is so crazy to see in one <laughs> video. I'm like, oh my gosh! And I'm watching all of this like last night, like what? or this morning, like wow. Yeah. But, like, hey, um, growing moments right there. Yeah, like, yeah. growing moments. Like, I can literally see every stage that I've been through mm-hmm. in life so far. It's so crazy to think. Yeah, I've it's had crazy, my crazy Instagram page. I, I've had the same page since 2013. Do you keep all the pictures up? Most of them you are up. I, I've, I've archived a lot of stuff, but, like, yeah. a lot of stuff is still up there. Like, I still got, like, mm-hmm. I got, like, 500 posts on there. Like, oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can go back yeah. and look at me when I was young. Like, you know what I'm saying? I am kind of jealous of my old self because I, like, when I was looking at that Instagram page, I literally posted whatever I wanted. I would, like, it was, a lot of them were just screenshots of what I was listening to because mm-hmm. I'm such a music nerd. And I'm like, dang. I was kind of cool. I would just post like <laughs> random stuff. Now when I post something, I got to think about it. Like, what time let I'm me posting, make sure what time I'm posting. What hashtags, right? Like, who got <sighs> Did I tag everybody? everybody? <laughs> Is anybody going to be mad? Because I know like 10 people sent me their new albums, projects, and I want to make sure I include them. Don't not, not include anyone that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot. Even on my personal, it's like, it's a lot. But I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm definitely trying to get out of, out of that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, like, Sneak Vibin', it's a hip-hop platform. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like, you know, previously or now that being, calling yourself a hip-hop curator, hip-hop platform kind of puts you in a box? You ever felt like that? Or do you feel like um, you can go wherever you go? I feel like, I could see how someone would say that, but I feel like that's that's what i do i listen to a lot of hip-hop music mm-hmm. i review it i share it i spread it um it's a buffalo-based hip-hop blog so a lot of the music is is buffalo-based i definitely want to get to a point where i could start doing commentary and highlight you know national popular music and things like that but i know that's going to be a big undertaking so mm-hmm. i'm already kind of thinking and strategizing how to do that a, cu- a couple of the goals for Snake Vibin' is number one, I want it to be mostly woman ran because I don't think there's a hip hop platform that is mostly woman ran. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the, the groups, the the group chats, the DMs of like all these like um, music based platforms, hip hop music platforms. And a lot of them are a lot of them are um, kind of like those tidbits like I was talking about before. They take like the most polarizing comment or moment from an interview and like we'll post it and share it mm-hmm. and get people talking like click which, which yeah like clickbait yep mm-hmm. that's the perfect word um which i, I understand i see how that works but mm-hmm. i really want sneak vibing to be like a genuine hip-hop platform and i feel like especially now now that there are so many women in hip-hop not just behind the scenes but in on on the big screen and in front that there should be more platforms that are women ran mm-hmm. and the commentary is women, the reviews are women, things like that. Mm-hmm. Because I see that that is like 
there's a need there and there are a lot of women that love hip hop and it's crazy the 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 mo- the best thing about sneak vibing is when women specifically come up to me and they're like oh my gosh I love your blog like I love the music you share that makes me so happy because I feel like there is this demographic of women that love hip hop music and have opinions about it but they necessarily don't share it because it's so male dominated like even when you go in comments it's always men commenting on something or mm-hmm. and, and things like that and it's like even if a woman says something sometimes they don't take it as seriously mm-hmm. so i really want to just have a valid platform for women to commentate and talk about hip-hop music and hip-hop culture mm-hmm. um but also nodding giving a nod to buff excuse me buffalo because this is where i started at mm-hmm. so keeping keeping that going the buffalo thing going but also again Perks. branching out so that's that's the goal for mm-hmm. example i don't know if you've heard of like pigeons and planes mm-hmm. they were like a blog uh, and I think they're based in New York. I started in New York where he just had people that would review music and share about music, like underground music or artists they could see becoming like mainstream artists. Mm-hmm. And they end up getting bought out by Complex, but I believe the same people still run it. Mm-hmm. So, they so basically have... they're owned by Complex a, now? Or like... Yeah, they're like owned by... Like they're on Complex's website, mm-hmm. but they're they the still, they still the have their own thing. They okay. still can do their own thing they actually i believe they actually just they're making their like first ever mixtape or project with artists okay they see so they kind of kind of pick out artists that they see have a projection Mm -hmm. and write about them and share them like there's been a quite a few on there i think coila ray was on there before she got hot Mm -hmm. duckworth was on there it's quite Mm -hmm. a few denzel curry i think too Mm -hmm. yeah so ultimate yeah so so i i see what they did and also like there's just so many others that do that that's what i want to do okay okay Mm -hmm. you ever see yourself leaving buffalo moving i do see that i don't know how it's i i I see it happening i had visited chicago Mm, last last year something about chicago i really like Mm -hmm. there's something about it there's um, and it's crazy because when I went there, I stayed in a like like an upscale hostel. It was really nice. Mm. And I literally opened the sh- open the shades, and right there is a uh, XXL. Uh, what's the rapper from Chicago? He was on I think like twenty twenty was it twenty twenty XXL freshman cipher twenty twenty one. G Herbo. <laughs> no, 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 not G Herbo. Envy me. What's the guy's name? I don't know. The kid's know. name. Anyway, there's a big poster of him. I'm a backpacker. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was a big poster on the building across of him mm-hmm. with double XL freshman and like, oh, tap in, blah, 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 whatever. And I was just like, if this ain't a sign, like, come on now. Yeah. As soon as I open my window, I see that. So I don't know. I, I had a great time in Chicago. I was only there for like three days. Mm-hmm. I met. I met this other girl that was in the same room that I was because it was like um it was like a hostel you like share. That was the first time I ever did that, and it was mad cool. And it oh, was like really you're saying hostel like yeah. You, the Airbnb was like a room or like a place where like a whole bunch of other people were staying. At. Yeah, so it's like, but it's almost like hotel style, and they have, they have like these like large bunk beds in every room. Mm. I know it sounds crazy. When I told my like parents, when I, <laughs> Yo. when I told my parents I was staying there, they was like, yeah. "Why don't you just get a hotel? Why would you get a hostel?" And I'm like, "Cause a hostel is cheaper, and I'm not gonna really be there. I'm mm. gonna be outside traveling and 
licking around with seeing what's going on. So, mm-hmm. um, but there was this girl from New York City, and she was, I think, she was Jamaican, and she was from New York, and she was visiting there, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to this restaurant. So, do you want to come with me?" And I had such a great time, and she showed me around too because she's been in Chicago before. Mm. I'm like, "This is ideal. Right. This is ideal." If I stayed in a hotel by myself, I wouldn't have went to any of these places. I wouldn't have went to the mm. the Bean, all of that, like, because right. I don't know where it's at. She knew exactly where to go, mm-hmm. and we got to go to like a really nice upscale restaurant. Mm. It was it was Fancy. dope. Yeah, so she took me around, and it like it worked out great. And I'm like, "Dang, I was only here for three days." And this happened. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I never I never did that, like staying in the hospital. Anytime I get an Airbnb, I'm going to Philly in like mm-hmm. a couple weeks and like I got a nice Airbnb. Like I be getting Airbnb. I be getting a nice shit. Like I don't know. I'm kinda I'm kinda boozy here. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I want a nice place in a nice area. You yeah. feel me? Like when I was in Chicago, we stayed in Hyde Park, which is like the okay. nice area of like Chicago yeah. and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like the I like, you know, I like like this I like the amenities yeah. and shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, the the hostel was really nice too because I know like my parents was bugging when I first when I first said like other people would be <laughs> staying in the same room, mm-hmm. but it's it was really nice. Like I wish I would have took more videos of it because the whole place was really nice. Mm-hmm. It was mostly black people running it, and it, I was like, this is just so dope to see. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, it just like and all, a lot of the black people I bumped into, they just were like really nice and friendly. It was just. It was just giving black excellence. And I know Chicago is known. They're Chirac known. Yeah. I guess the area I was in, because I was in like downtown area. Right, right. So it was, obviously it's really nice. They're going to make sure they have, you know, a certain vibe there. When I but, went there, I wasn't, yo, I'm, I'm in North Chicago when I went there. Yo, I ain't, go, I ain't going to the west side. Yeah. I ain't going to the south side. I'm yeah. cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, again, I feel like, and another thing too, I feel like, like in hoods in general, if you not if no if you not messing with nobody, you don't got beef with anybody. They're not gonna bother you for the most part. It's when you know certain people or got a certain affiliation with people, then they looking at you like you a target or you a op or mm-hmm. something like that. So I just feel like you I know, know. I wouldn't be when on I go to hoods that I'm not from and shit. Like I just be like, yeah, of I course you're looking gonna be around this shit because I'm like, there yo. was city kids. I will never forget city kids here that were afraid to leave Elmwood because they thought Buffalo was dangerous. And I'm like, okay, Buffalo can be dangerous, mm-hmm. but it's not dangerous where somebody just gonna come up to come up you come up to you and ask you like where you from and like shoot you if you're not from there. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that. So and I feel like everybody like, has not even like you know it's the west side over here. Yeah, mm. I, but so I feel like everybody feel when if they're not in their place, their hood, they're gonna be nervous whatever hood they in. You know, yeah. that's why they typically know somebody before they go there, which is smart. That's you a should. fact. Like, I don't go to hoods unless I'm going there for a specific reason. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I ain't just about to just pull up and go to somebody's corner store. You feel me? And they're going to be like, who the fuck is this? Right? Like, because people know, like, I know the people that's around this area right, and stuff, right. right? So if I see somebody that's, like, out of place, I'll be like, who is this? You know what I'm saying? So, see, these are things I'm starting to learn, especially, like, not to bring it to, like, a dark place, but <laughs> I remember when the, the whole tops thing happened, mm-hmm. and, um... A couple people were saying that. They were saying, like, you know, I wish it was back in the day where if you saw a certain person coming to your neighborhood, there would be a group of guys that would press them and be like, why are you here? Right. And I don't know. I just never, I never thought about that, that that's how neighborhoods operate. But maybe they should operate that way just to be. But then flip it around, you know, you go to predominantly white space. And you go there to visit your friend, and but they, they press, press you, like, you, why are you here? They do that, You know though. what? You're right. They you do. Know? So, why, way, so why is it okay that they you. do it, but, like, us as black people, we it's, like, frowned upon if we do that. 
you know? Yeah. Not no, not to say that point. you need to be violent, right? But you could you could come up to somebody and be like, yo, what's up? I ain't never seen you around. Like, right. what you doing around here? Right. And somebody, if they just like, oh, I'm going to visit Shawty over here, then that's fine, right? But if, yeah. you, if they got all these different, you know, they seem a little shady. Then you yeah. know to watch that person. Right. That's fine. You're right. You know no, what I'm you're saying? Right. You're right. But you know, we got we got to normalize that in the black community, you know? Yeah. And like I said, it's not about violence. Well, it used to be a thing. It seemed like it seemed like that's what a lot of like especially older people were saying, like it used to be a thing. And I was just like, Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah I understand. But everybody, you know, everybody to, you know, I don't wanna say scared, but you know, you don't wanna look like, you know, uh you don't want to get in trouble, basically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't want to get yeah. in trouble. It's easy to get in trouble out here. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Fact. Oh, man. But um, we're going on 45 minutes right now. Like, you wow. want to uh, plug your social medias and stuff like that? Yeah. I feel like we went everywhere with this conversation. But, you know, but like this, I said, this, this was honest. This was an honest conversation. I wanted to talk about you, like, you know, because, yeah. like, we know yeah. about Snake Vibing, mm-hmm. right? Everybody knows Snake Vibing. Shout out to Snake Vibing, right? <laughs> But you know, like I, I wanted to hear more about you, like your story. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So you can follow Sneak Vibin, um, Sneak Vibing blog, S N E A K, Sneak Vibin, V I B I N G, Vibin blog, B L O G, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, TikTok. Go follow us on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Trying to run it up on there. Yeah, um, yeah we're just covering. A woman ran hip hop platform based in Buffalo, covering mm-hmm. hip hop and culture in Buffalo and abroad. And we're just we're just working. We mm-hmm. I actually had a team meeting today and it went really well. And I'm really excited because okay. um, all of them have connections to Buffalo, but they're all doing their own thing and just great at what they do. So, shout out to the cool. team. We working. You got the festival coming up, right? Yes, um, Sneak Vibing will be on stage, so we're we're having our own curated hour Mm -hmm. at Bowflow Festival, August twenty eighth. Make sure you get your ticks. If you need a ticket, come to me. Mm -hmm. I I got you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we're gonna be on stage. I have a curated set list. I'm gonna have a bunch of artists perform, and I'm bringing the the youngins out, bringing the ragers out. So I want to bring like a different energy um, to Bowflow. Respectively, they're not gonna be acting too crazy, yeah. you know. Or to give or go crazy, yo. It is what it yeah. is. Yo. It's a festival. Just, we yeah, out here. just you know, <laughs> just to get lit. I think there's a lot of young artists that have been doing their thing. I've been working hard, and I really just want to make sure. Another goal is to just highlight highlight those artists that maybe don't get as much exposure as certain artists in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal to really be fair and kind of bring a bit more balance and just like you know, just share. There's a diversity like. There's a whole there's a whole plethora of different type of artists. I like in that you said that. I try, I try to do that with my podcast. Yeah. Like try to have a variety of yeah. people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got I, rock I, rap. You got mm-hmm. boom bap. You got backpack. You got R and B artists. You got alternative R and B. You got pop punk. You got punk rap. You got so much, so many different type of genres here. Mm-hmm. So like, there's not really just one. There's so many. So that's that's the goal, just to really highlight that magic of buffalo's the buffalo's diversity in the music scene i feel like i cannot talk i don't know what has been going on like the last three days i know yo i, I actually <laughs> wanted to drink you ain't want to drink you ain't been drinking like you know what i'm saying like i got water you see you see water <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 right right, right. <laughs> oh man sandra yeah i appreciate you coming on the show thank you thank you for having me yeah. I, I said a lot yeah you did yeah it was a good it was good good ending, you know <laughs> i feel like people are gonna learn learn some things from this yeah you know? yeah okay yeah, I know it's a good in- interview when, like, I don't have to talk that much, you know? Yeah, I talk a lot. Once I, like, get in my groove, 
talk mm-hmm. a lot. But thank you guys for watching. And if you watch this till the end, I, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but this is another episode of the Ain't Trying to Hear That with Jordan Alexander. Make sure y'all like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Appreciate y'all tuning in.